Hello, all Beer Inside listeners. Here's the audio from our newest YouTube episode. If you enjoy this episode or the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, or many of the other listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you are getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. Today we are in St. Bruno, and joining me is co-founder of Boswell, Nicola. Hey there. Thank you very much for hosting us today. This has been in the works since the pandemic started. Uh, I look forward yeah. to drinking some beer and talking about the history of both this Boswell in St. Bruno and the one in the Plateau. Very nice to uh, finally meet you, yes. Garb. Thank you very, very much, actually. I really appreciate this. Uh, let's start with the beer, though. You brought me out some tasty-looking beers. What am I starting with? I think a good way to start would be with the Grisette. Okay. Like a classic uh, lower in alcohol uh, saison belge and uh, Belgian saison. There's a hint of, um, oh, damn, in English it's going to be hard. Sorry for translation, but chamomile. Nope. Okay. Chamomile? Chamomile? Chamomile. Chamomile? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I should have just guessed it then. So there's a hint of that in there, and uh, and oh, yeah. and we like to do pretty straightforward stuff. Um, stick to the classics, stick mm-hmm. to the definition, to the the type of beer that it's supposed to be. We're trying to do. We have our touch, obviously, but most of the beers you'll drink today, they're they're not supposed to blow your mind <laughs> with its uh, new way of thinking. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Okay. Or yeah, Perfect. or it's weirdness Have or you whatever. A toast? Yeah. <laughs> toast. Wait Cheers. Yeah, nice clean chamomile is not like overpowering in any way. Yeah. We like a little, little bit of graininess. Very, very tasty beer. Sol- solid beer. I, I mean, I've had a bunch of your beers before, so since you guys are, are one of the, as we mentioned, one of the older generations of the breweries here. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, what is your history and Boswell's history? What made you lead to the creation of Boswell? I think I, I was working toward opening a brewery before I even knew I wanted the brewery. Actually, um, even when I was a little kid, I was, you know, like playing, being a waiter or, or catering uh, at my parents' house during dinners and stuff like that with friends uh, when they had friends over. But um, I ended up uh, uh, working in restaurants and, uh, and bars. Uh, I was... Uh, well, barely 18, and um, I went from dishwasher to uh, boss boy, uh, bartender, waiter, and stuff. And um, as soon as I was, I think, 20, 21, I started working at uh, Le Saint-Boc, mm-hmm. downtown uh, on Saint-Denis Street, downtown the Latin, uh, Latin Hood in Montreal. And um, this is where I met um, the co-founder of Boswell, Philip. And, he was also a bartender there at the time, and uh, we sort of uh, getting started getting more and more implicated in the business, and then uh, he, um, he grew to be a brewer, and I grew to be a head manager at one point there. Uh, we then started uh, thinking, hey, maybe we should open our, our own thing, and um, it happened after many, many years. Yeah. So like uh, that was uh, eight years uh, or so ago, and uh, we opened uh, yeah, we're on our eighth year now, yep. so yeah, it's been a it's been a while actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure I saw on Facebook you guys recently did your eight year anniversary in the Plateau location, or it's coming up very soon. Uh, it's coming in October. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So we we're not too big on anniversaries. I mean, on a year per yeah, year basis, yeah. but uh, we'll we'll definitely do something bigger for the tenth. Yeah, wow. that's a big number. Yeah, it's coming uh, up. Soon enough. You know, especially with everything that's going on right now, 
more breweries are closing than opening, but yeah. you guys still to, seem to be doing, I mean, second location, that's huge, right? So. Yeah, and, and you know, like speaking of the economy mm -hmm. and, uh, and everything, I think, I think it was a bit of a, of a move to avoid being squeezed in this situation so many breweries are facing, because yeah. it's hard, man. It's not an easy business. <sighs> it's not easy for us either. I mean, we're working really hard and times are tough for everyone, even us. But we were with the opportunity to buy this place, uh, to buy it back actually, and to uh, to open it. It was a very very good deal, and then opening sort of made sense to to have a little bit, bit more synergy going on between the two places. Mm -hmm. A bit of uh, you know, like we already have managers, we already are owners. We don't need a second salary, but we can still open a place with yeah. all the experience and have a few shortcuts there. Uh, not repeat the past mistakes that we made and we made <laughs> yeah, a bunch yeah. of them so like we've learned something at least and uh, that yeah that helps yeah. for for sure i'm sure when you because i know this used to be boutique cheers's tap room yeah and then boutique cheers unfortunately vanished yeah was you guys saw that opportunity you're like oh there's already some stuff in place let's let's look into getting this place yeah so. and it was a very good deal because well they went um they went bankrupt, yeah, so okay. like we we took it back not from them but from okay loaners, let's say something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get into the details. Yeah, but no, no, no. It was I, a I pretty it. good deal. However, we clearly underestimated that the amount of money that needed to put, be put back in the place because you know it wasn't feeling like it was Boswell's okay. and it needed to. Uh, we cannot like we have people coming in and being like, oh, I moved two years ago from Montreal to South Shore. I'm so glad you guys open. It's like yeah. uh, you're following me and <laughs> and stuff like that. But if they move in here and they're like, oh, it doesn't look like you guys. It doesn't feel like you. We don't recognize the brand or the menu, mm -hmm. or whatever. So we had to put a lot more money in it, and it was it was a lot of work. But we're so glad we we did it though. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, a much smaller, it's not the Plateau. Plateau is like constantly busy, 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 yeah. busy, busy. The St. Bruno, South Shore in general, doesn't feel as crazy busy. Maybe the Distrante down the street, but uh, South Shore in general, I have a bunch of friends who live out here and it's just like, it's chill. In Montreal, it's like, ah, crazy, you got to keep going. So it must have been a big shift from almost always being busy in the Plateau, minus the pandemic the last couple of years, to a little, a little more relaxed out here. It's, you're so right about this. It's much different because like we try to recreate a bit of the, the menu, the, the, the tables and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but then it's a much smaller place. It has, um, inside it has 32 places, 32 yeah. seats. While, uh, what, um, while in Montreal we have 130, like yeah. it's almost 100. The, the difference of seats between the two places is 100 more or less. And then, and then um, it requires a lot less staff, but then, the, the organization that goes around it is quite different as well. Yeah. And it's something I really like too. Uh, the, the lower key, quieter environment, it gets busy for sure. But it's just, um, to me, it's, it's very nice because I walk in here and um, I, I get to meet, um, it's more intimate. I get mm -hmm. to meet the customers and to, to greet the, the, the staff in, in a different way than in Montreal where everyone is always busy running uh, in front of their laptops, working hard, <laughs> yeah. sweating and stuff. Here, there's another like uh, groove going on and it's nice. Yeah. It feels good. I can already tell the difference. I mean, I've been to the Boswell Plateau location a bunch of times and it's, I see people like working on their laptops, drinking a beer and like, 
or or school because you have all the yeah. CJEPs and universities not too far away. It's people just I need a beer to calm down and and you have Wi-Fi. I'm assuming at both locations, so it's somebody come in and oh I'll just finish up a project and enjoy a really good local beer. So yeah, it's and here too like uh, we have stuff that we we would never say Montreal. We have uh, people uh, uh, coming back from a hike or uh, or yeah. uh, apple picking uh, during the season yeah. and stuff like yeah. that because the the Mont Saint Bruno is so near. There's a lot of outdoor people mm -hmm. uh, stepping out of their very fancy bike and their suits and all that stuff. <laughs> and they, they come here, they grab a beer, and they're going home because yeah. it's really in downtown Saint Bruno is really a neighborhood life neighborhoodly lively place. Mm -hmm. People know their downtown here. Like they have uh, an emotional uh, feeling attachment to yeah. it. So it's uh, yeah, the crowd is different too, and it's uh, it's nice to discover it along the way. Yeah. I don't remember because I'm noticing the art on the walls. I don't, you don't have that at the plateau location, right? Or is that? Art? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We've always put a lot of effort in finding local artists that yeah. are. Uh, actually, the, the art we have right now is uh, from uh, one of the employee that's uh, working here. She's doing really like fantastic stuff. Yeah. She's, she's sold quite a few, actually. Um, that's and, good. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you're, yet again, you're keeping the employee kind of basis type of thing going. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah. That's amazing. We like to, yeah, we love to do that. Awesome. Uh, where's the name Boswell come from? You might know the the Boswell, the first brewery from yes. history. Okay, so like I'm, I'm not gonna go too deep into it, but basically, uh, Philip and I, we were working hard on our project. We had a project name that we didn't like and mm -hmm. that didn't fit. We knew it, and we couldn't find a name. Like we had so much, I think, good ideas about what we wanted to do as a menu, mm -hmm. or the kind of glass we want to serve a beer in and stuff like that. And uh, looking for a name was really hard. And then I heard, I was listening to the radio and I heard um, a historian talking about uh, the first breweries that opened in the Quebec province uh, like over a hundred years ago. And that, that aren't Molson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, well, Molson is one of the first, but actually yeah. quite not the first. Yeah, and, yeah. and Boswell was there before, and, and it took... Okay. Uh, Boswell Brewery was the one that uh, uh, took place, uh, replaced, let's say, uh, the one that was founded by uh, Jean Talon. Mm -hmm. that, like, the very, very first, first, first brewery was one, uh, like, uh, c'est la Brasserie du Roi okay. by Jean Talon, something like yeah. that. And then um, they just shut it down. And this guy, Boswell, who was living in Ireland, uh, if I'm right, yeah. uh, if I'm correct, and he then studied beer in England and then decided to uh, travel in North America because he wanted to, you know, like a new country and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Sure. Opportunistic cool. man, did well, opened a brewery that lasted for 100 years until 1950 approximately. When uh, when it crashed with uh, with uh, the Dow beer scandal yeah. uh, that uh, most of us know about, and then um, and then I heard that name, I knew it it was not up in the air anymore. It it had a, an interesting historic feature. Mm -hmm. uh, my family comes from the Quebec region, so I felt some there was a link there, and also because uh, my father and other people, older people I knew, still used. Boswell as yeah. like a sort of a slur, slang okay. expression. Interesting. It, it, yeah, and, and that comes from the publicity that this brewery used to do back in the days where um, there was a like a little storyboard where people would end up saying, uh, oh, uh, uh, this day is going uh, fine or this day is uh, 
is really way too hot <laughs> and it ended with oh balls well i need a beer and that was like the publicity the marketing that they used to do so boswell became a real word used in everyday languages for some people right, around cool. the quebec region and i thought it was so nice i but i insist on the fact that I, we never intended or expected us to 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 retake the branding or the tradition mm -hmm. from the historical brewery we're doing our own stuff and we're certainly not like playing the historic card with uh, you know like a museum like yeah, artifacts yeah. around the place and stuff like that very cool all right uh, what's the next beer i got here next beer um the new england ipa and but however this one is a session okay uh the color is not usually what yeah. you'd expect from a new england ipa but the taste is uh it's on point, I, I hope, for you, <laughs> as it is for me. Yeah. <laughs> Super light, very sessionable, crushable, as I say. This is a good sit on a patio and drink a bunch of these. Yeah, Within exactly. reason, if, if I'm driving, I mean, St. Bruno's a little more spread apart. So if yeah. I have a designated driver, I can have a bunch of these. <laughs> so, That's the can right here, yeah. actually. And um, if I'm correct, it's 4% four, mm. 4 of alcohol. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's meant for that. It's meant for... Let's have a pint, not worry. It's tasty, yeah. it's full of hops, it's dry hop, obviously, yeah. and everything, but it's not too much. No hop burns. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. It's, not at all. Yeah. Uh, we don't like it, though. Yeah. Like, I, I know it could be a trend, maybe, or something like that, but um, um, we're trying to avoid that yeah. as much as possible. Uh, it's, um, as, as other people say, it's a lawnmower beer. It's you're mowing the lawn and oh, you're yeah. having a nice light beer. Lawnmower so, beer, that's yeah. a good. Yeah, I'm trying to find some, you know, like, uh, that, that's very funny, actually. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm like, okay, what beer goes with a specific activity? Like, I think, like, a, like a cream ale, like a blonde beer yeah. could go with the baseball game, yeah, exactly. perhaps. But this with lawn mowing, it's perfect, man. Awesome. Well played. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, so, I know you brew at both locations. Is one kind of just flagships, and this is, let's say, seasonals or experimentals, or it's just all around... We're brewing beer at both. This is this is a hard question for us right now because we're we're not done yet with the the general uh, orientation of this this new brewery okay. there. Like, let me explain. It's just like for right now, it's a new it's a new setup of equipment. Mm -hmm. We're not completely satisfied with the equipment that we have. We're still uh, you know fine tuning it, improving okay. it, and stuff. We bought actually. We're waiting for some uh, replacement parts and stuff like that. But so like so far, uh, it in order to keep quality as much as possible. We're only brewing what we are already brewing in Montreal to okay. make sure that we know the system, we know how to produce it, we know, we know all the, the specs of it mm -hmm. and what it does. Okay. But as soon as we're going to get a bit more comfortable, uh, we really intend to have a, a brewer come in here, hopefully with some experience in another brewery that this guy or girl is going to have its style and start to push along with the classics a lot of new stuff that you won't find in Montreal. That's yeah. where we're heading at, at least. Yeah, I mean, you want clients to come to both locations, clearly. There's no question about it. It's yeah. come to both, yeah. you know, su support local, support us at yeah. the same time. So that's yes, exactly. Super important. But like for, for the cans, they're all, all done in Montreal, yeah. so um, they're uh, because of the equipment that we have yeah, there, yeah. but uh, they're, um, they're usually sort of our flagships mm -hmm. uh, for most of them. And this is what you get in St. Bruno right now, which is not bad. Actually, no, we have a few, a few no. of them and there's plenty of choices yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And so 
you do food at both locations as well? Yeah. Is there a huge difference between the menu or are they kind of as close as possible? There, there's a huge difference, I would say, okay. um, because the equip, the kitchen here is, there's, is the kitchen here, sorry, mm -hmm. is really, really small, and we had to work like miracles and and wonders to to find the proper smaller equipment that still is commercial grade enough, yep. performing enough uh, to to do the trick. And however. Um, we don't have fryers here. Okay. We don't have um, the grill that we have in Montreal. So no steaks, no um, <laughs> fried cheese curds that are really popular in Montreal. Yeah. Um, but in doing that, we started to realize that the kitchen is also needs to has it, its personality. Like mm -hmm. there, there are clearly links, like the the candied jalapeno that we yeah. put on the fried cheese curds and curds in Montreal mm -hmm. are on the nacho here. Okay. So then the grilled nacho plate has the same jalapeno, the same recipe. There are hints like that, like uh, uh, wings, I would say, almost. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. But um, for the most part, it's quite different. Yeah. And now, is your chef kind of inspired by your beers, or does or is your brewer kind of inspired by your chef? Like, how, how does that dichotomy work? We felt when we opened uh, Boswell and we had a kitchen, uh, the, a, for us, a caveat to, um, to avoid was the idea that because we're a brewery, everything has to be beer-based or beer or cooked with beer and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So um, we have the idea that the chef must have his own like way of creating, flying, and, and doing mm -hmm. all kind of stuff they want. Okay. And they've recently come up with a very delicious ramen noodle, homemade ramen yeah. noodle bowls and stuff. But they also like do incorporate beer sometimes. And, but the question we always ask ourselves when a plate is coming up or a beer is coming up is mm -hmm. what would be the good, uh, the good match between them? Because if you sit our, at one of our table, for sure, if you ask a server, uh, a waitress, what goes well with this plate or what beer goes well or what, uh, what plate goes well with this beer, they'll have one or many answers to give you because we do intend to have the, like there, there are connections regardless of what was inspiring each and one another, but uh, for sure, like uh, sometimes we have discussions around, let's say the burger and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like it, it must be going around the classic. It, it must be, it must fit the idea of a brewery. Yeah. And when it comes Still. to your, as I call them, beer tenders, are they Cicerone certified? Do you look into getting people who, who know their stuff about beer? Or you really train your beer tenders to suggest stuff for, for people's palates? When we opened Boswell eight years ago, we started, um, we, uh, the first thing we did was uh, ask all our waiters to come up with the Cicerone um, beer um, certification. Yeah, beer yeah. certification. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's not like the, the, yeah, there's a certification for waiters anyway. Yeah. And, and, um, we, we started that and it was a really good way to, to open up with staff knowing their beer very well. Now that we're um, more mature and we have a much, much more stable team, uh, what we do is that we don't ask for the certification, but we have a lot of training in-house. We have, um, they can always ask colleagues and talk with the brewers and, and the staff, but we also have like documentations mm -hmm. and we have like a, a book it, where it says the do's, the dos and don'ts of uh, <laughs> yeah. of uh, beer glasses and, and cleanliness and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and uh, we do put a lot of effort in it. Okay, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to know like whenever I go to a place that the people who are talking about what I'm going to have know what they're talking about. You can hear it uh, clearly yeah. in the passion of their voice of, of what they're talking about. So that's the important part is I, I really enjoy craft beer. I'm hoping the person who's serving it to me knows something about it. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and you can tell like when someone is not mm -hmm. listening to you or is like, and even in a regular restaurant, when you, yeah. go, when you go to a table and you're like, hey, I don't know, man, it's my first time here. Uh, can you help me out? What's, what's surprising, yeah. interesting? What's your flagship that. here? And they're like, well, everything is good. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on what you like. It's come, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. It, you must have an opinion about something. And it's, it's really important for the experience. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the same. It's, I like to go to a place yeah. and... Like, what are your flagships? What are this? Okay, let's let's do a flight of a mix of everything. Is what we're doing right now. It's I like to try a little bit of everything. It's it's there, especially at breweries. There's not just four beers anymore. There's twelve or twenty, and sometimes it's like, oh my god, what can I pick? And yeah, can I have enough where if I do a flight, I'm not sometimes a flight you could do all eight percent, and you're like, oh, I'm not driving anytime soon. So you. And really having that person to help you make that decision is always very, very helpful. Yeah, and to me and to our staff too, like um, it's it's more than just uh, knowing like uh, what hop is in that beer and and that kind of stuff. It's also about um, understanding what the customer wants. Um, how do you go from a very strong or hoppy beer and trying to uh, land? somewhere smoother mm -hmm. because you know it's not always full of taste and full-bodied and you don't want that for the whole evening yeah so some anytime you you need to switch you have to to make something that you're still going to taste you're still going to have a, a pleasant evening yeah. it's about that it's about having fun and not not being only like uh, sniffing the beer and uh, <laughs> rating it and yeah. stuff like that it's also about like how Help me enjoy. Help yeah. me discover while having a good, fair, balanced experience throughout the night. Plus, with adding food, you don't want anybody burning up their palate. So oh, yeah, you, want, you want both for yeah. sure. Uh, so at this location, St. Bruno, you have a boutique next door. Yeah, we do. What's the big difference of like having a boutique now instead of just kind of just selling beer on location? It's so much more complicated. That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. It's it's, it's um, I've. As a kid, in, in all the dreams I already talked about yeah. when I was younger, but I uh, don't want to um, overemphasize this, but like having a grocery store or having some sort of boutique was always in my mind. Every time I go in a specialized store with new uh, ingredients, new food from mm -hmm. even more so if it's from another country, you know, like I really enjoy it. And having this opportunity, I'm, I was really excited to open a boutique. It's, it's a lot of work though, and it's not something that we are, uh, I must admit, it's not something that we are used to run. It's not something that we're not professionals in that matter yeah. yet. Uh, we're getting there, we're working really hard, but I'm still very proud of what we did. We have like 98% of everything you'll find there that's made in Quebec, we made a huge effort to yeah. have a very good diversity of all kinds of bites, foods, everything you need for snacks and beer and wine and yeah. stuff between friends. All made in Quebec, all local, all really, I think, tasty and special and original in their way. So I'm proud of that. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I saw a lot of pimenterie. I saw some local chip uh, makers. Uh, yeah, well, like and even some other breweries there. And that's you know that's kind of sharing the love. Is yeah, yeah, buy our beer, but also here's our friends. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, we we do we do hold uh, 
quite a lot of different breweries mm -hmm. and wine and cider as well yeah. and stuff. But uh, I'm also very proud of some of the find uh, the, the the finds I I have uh, like um, instead of chips we it's over there in Saint Hubert. It's like it. 10 kilometers away, yeah. uh, it's called Plataninas. They do their very small team in a small um, place mm -hmm. and they do chips with uh, plantain bananas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, it is delicious, yeah. man. It's it's like chips. It's a lot healthier, a, yeah. a lot yeah. more nutrients in there and the taste is super good. Like I, my kids love it, my friends love it. Like every time I bring this to a party, people will like, whoa, this yeah. is really good, really interesting, really different. It's super cool. I like it. This kind of business exists now here and it's very nice. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of uh, little discoveries like that that yeah. we made uh, with uh, the opening of the boutique. Yeah. And I know at like, Quebec Law, you have to have a certain amount of food as well yep. in your boutique. So it's, it's pretty crazy. It's such a big difference from every province to every state to everything else, like all the laws when it comes to that stuff. And I believe you're part of the AMBQ. You're one of the heads yeah. of the AMBQ. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm this, on the. You're on the board? Yeah, I'm okay, on the board, so, yeah. so is that involved with like how Quebec beers laws are evolving? Like, do you have any say with the current CAQ government of, let's, let's fix things for the breweries here? Yeah, there's a lot of work still that, that still needs to, to get done in that matter. Um, you've mentioned it already. There's, because uh, the license, the permits for alcohol, they, they date back like 100 years ago, and they've never... Like sometimes you you can create a law and then amend it mm -hmm. just to you know like to correct to but now it's 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 not like that it's 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 this law that's a hundred years old and amendments and changes and tweaks and this and that and it looks like something that is impossible to <laughs> comprehend it's it's been yeah. because it's been changed for like over and over and it's it's not coherent mm. it, it has a lot of uh, difficulties and absurdities even that are into it that are really hard to understand or to to deal with as a as a business owner as yeah. a brewery owner um, and one of them is um, is everything regarding the 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 tag yeah. that, like the the difference between a beer that's sold in a brewery or a beer that's sold uh, um, in a bar mm -hmm. or in a, a grocery store yeah. and um, most customers are not even aware of this but to us it's a lot of management it's a lot of trouble and um, because let's say like in Montreal I'm canning this product right mm -hmm. that's not to, supposed to be here right now actually <laughs> so I'm canning this product it's only meant for because there's no tag for yeah. bars it's only meant for sale in a grocery store or in a beer store mm -hmm. or whatever with a with the specific kind of permit that requires for that are required for uh, grocery stores, let's say that even in my bar, I want to sell this can. I can't. I need to tag it. But I it's brewed. Yeah, it's brewed ten meters. Like it's the same same building, same place, same address, same everything, same business. I would have to be tagging this before putting it in a fridge that's in the bar. And serving it to a customer. That's, that's wild. Yeah, that's wild. It's uh, unnecessary. Yeah. Like, obviously, I, this is not contraband. It's my beer, my system. Yeah. I can't remember where in Quebec, too, because <laughs> I remember it was, I ordered I ordered something on draft, and, like, it's not on draft. They took their can out, they put a sticker on it, and then they poured it, and I'm like, what's that for? They're like, it's a law. I'm like, that seems crazy to me, but... Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. And there's been some work to remove that or get rid of it, but then there's, like... Um, 
there's law regarding fiscality and there are laws regarding uh, public safety and stuff, public, yeah. uh, la sécurité publique, and, and uh, they all have a say in this yeah. because uh, la, la régie des alcools, it's, it's an organism that belongs to many uh, government instances yeah. and they all, <laughs> they all want their input, you know, like they all want their say, like I, I need to defend my right to, uh, you know, uh, levy tax on yeah. the beer and, that, and that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Speaking of that, I got another beer here to try. Yeah. What's this? That's uh, that's that ghost uh, okay. blood orange. Uh, oh yeah, uh, ghost. Oh yeah, definitely getting blood orange on the nose. Speaking of flagship, this is definitely one of them. It won. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, if you knew this already, but uh, it won uh, second place at the the new uh, Canada Beer Cup last year. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot more. I'm seeing a lot more Quebec companies starting to enter the Canada Beer Cup too. So. Well, it used to be another name run by another organization. Mm -hmm. Now all the like the IMBQ, like yeah. all the provincial um, associations of brewers have uh, come together to found the Canadian Association yeah. of uh, Microbreweries, um, and this organization now has this festival that was its first year, last year, and because of that, because it felt more impartial, more um, mm -hmm. owned by, by us for us, yeah. you know, and that's why a lot of Quebec microbreweries went into the, the contest last year, yeah, and I, it's going to repeat itself probably this Usually year. when Hopefully. myself and my friends would get together, we look and it's like, oh, Quebec won this award, let's go try that beer. Oh, Quebec won this, let's go try that. Or uh, thankfully, Ontario is right next door, so yeah. it's like, oh, let's try the Ontario beers. As kind of the head of the AMB, or one of the board members of the AMBQ, do you see a future where beer will be available across Canada from every province? Well, there, there are also a lot of consideration in this regard. I can see that uh, like some, some breweries, in, even in Quebec, would like that, but others wouldn't mm -hmm. because, because the laws regarding distribution, pricing, and, and all that are different from a province or another. Um, there's always someone saying that there's unfair or undue advantages or um, economic uh, uh, yeah, yeah. advantages for if you're brewing in a province instead of in another. Um, it will need a lot of work for that to happen, I think. There's a lot of resistance amongst all, all the breweries yeah, and yeah, all yeah. the other um, parties implied, uh, well, uh, concerned by this. Uh, it's actually a lot easier to export in the states. Yeah, I know it's, than, it's wild. Yeah, it it's so weird to hear that that like it's easier for a Quebec beer to get in the U.S. than it is just Ontario right next door or in the Maritimes. It, it's a little wild to me, especially because as this part of Canada, we're so close to the U.S. and you just go to the U.S. and go to a store and it's I can buy beer from Texas. Yeah, but I'm in Vermont, <laughs> so yeah. And to me, it's, I'd love to see the love shared across Canada when it comes to brewing. I'd like people in BC to be trying Quebec beers and be like, okay, I gotta travel to Quebec for beer. I gotta travel to the Maritimes for beer. I gotta go here for beer, so. It's, personally, I'd love it as a consumer. But I, as a business owner, I couldn't really. No, well, I find it unfortunate yeah. as well. I, I know all the, the talks about it and everything, and it's, in the end, um, products that travel and people knowing 
more about beer and discovering and mm -hmm. that's that's the main goal right like we want people to to like the product yeah. and to share the love but yeah like i truly understand how i would as a as a producer say like i don't mind beers from ontario mm -hmm. i would also really much like to pay their tax level on uh, their their tax rate on production <laughs> yeah, because yeah. mine is not nice at all and <laughs> Like if we can, you know, yeah. put them on par, maybe uh, we'll talk about uh, <laughs> exporting yeah. and exchanging the beers. And, oh. Yeah, you know, like that's part of the talk. Like, yeah, you can only hope for the future of, yeah. you know, shared beer across Canada. Just at least Canadian beer across Canada. We don't have to worry about the U.S. anytime soon. So No, 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 we don't. Uh, I've heard that you guys don't really have music at either location. Is that right? You mean live music? Yeah, live music. Yeah, in okay. Montreal, we're just not allowed. Okay. Um, we had we had to go through. We're we're talking about rules and laws for yeah. the last few minutes, and this is another good one. Like uh, because because there are like the provincial uh, provincial level, but also mm. at the municipal level, we had to compromise on a few things. We had to go through a special. I don't remember the name, but it's called like a special project. Blah blah blah. Because to open in our location because we needed so much space for the brewery. We had to ask a special permission to the municipality so they would give us the permit mm -hmm. for occupying the space okay. as a brewery. Otherwise, we would have been refused and we would never have gotten our license, our brewing license. So one of the conditions, um, because of fear of uh, disturbing the, the neighborhood and mm -hmm. the neighbors and stuff, was to never host a live show. Uh, we did exceptionally, like I think three times, but these were these were like very in accordance with municipality yeah. uh, rules that we had a special permission for that, uh, and it's uh, grown out uh, grown out to be very complicated and costly and, and and everything. And but basically, we're not allowed to. And here in Saint Bruno, it's a very small space, as yeah. you as yeah. you can see. So like, um, and you need an extra permit with the Régie des Alcools too to host shows. Okay. Where you have to have a special uh, setup. Like you cannot just like say to a musician, go in the corner and play yeah. your thing. You have to prove that you have a stage that is, uh, there are limits to it and safety re regulations and stuff like that. Plus you need to get it approved by municipality. And it's costly and it takes a lot, takes up a lot of space. So here in St. Benoît, there's no doubt we'll never have it. No. Yeah. So I've always, Unfortunately. Found, I've always found the wild is like some places you have to have like penny pasta if you want to buy a beer because they have a restaurant license and not a brewery. And yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so complicated for no As a consumer, I want things simple and done for me. And that's it. It has changed so, in Quebec though. You know yeah. that you can buy alcohol without buying food in a restaurant now. Okay. But the restaurant must be fully open. Like if they close the kitchen, they have to stop selling you alcohol without a meal. Okay, yeah, it's it's weird, but but we see that we see that more and more now. Yeah. Bars opening with a restaurant permit. You can see it in almost every borough in in Montreal, and, and here is things are shifting. You know, with obviously money increasing for a lot of places is okay. Let's make the rules a little simpler to bring something in for somebody new to try, and you know, let's get this place nicer. And oh, Saint Bruno is already a very nice town, so just coming in here, I was sure like, yeah, no problem. And, Whereas the plateau, a lot of rigmarole you had to go through to get that going. So, well, yeah, and the amount of love and and good 
um, good comments we've had opening in San Bruno, the people discovering our place or just uh, thinking it's nice to, I think there was really a place to feel here yeah. in downtown and people are really glad we opened up and they're glad we are, we're offering more than beer yeah. too. Um, it used to be a, like a, a strictly beer on tap place mm -hmm. here and we've heard a lot about how they needed a bit of a food menu and a bit of a cocktail and yeah. wine menu too. So we're offering that the same way we're offering it in Montreal and, and people respond super well yeah. to this. A super nice patio as well, so or terrace. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, oh yeah, it's great. It it's great. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. When it's sunny out there, there's, there's a lot of people. People yeah. really enjoy the terrace. I'm sure this week too. This week that we're just coming off of being so hot, people enjoying a beer outside and just calming down. And as you mentioned, like, taking a bike ride, it's like okay, I'm going to grab a beer, or coming from the mountain. Okay, let's go grab a beer on the way home, and oh, you're yeah. not far off the highway, so it's, it's pretty convenient. Yeah, it is. It is, and then and people do enjoy like uh, the meeting after work kind yeah. of thing around here for people working locally or people uh, like uh, let's say you work here and your friend is from Montreal. Okay, let's meet close yeah. to home. Yeah. When we've crossed the bridge already, when that is over with. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we have a lot of people like that here, and plus there's a huge parking, and you know, on a South Shore, yeah. it's so different from Montreal. Montreal. Oh, yeah. the, you can close the street and people are still going to come in, but here, like, the huge parking yeah. is definitely something people expect. <laughs> Especially with how bridges are constantly closed back and forth. It's like, instead of the person from St. Bruno going to Montreal, they'll be like, I'll just stay here for a beer. It's so much easier now. Yeah, exactly, so. <laughs> exactly. I, I still do travel to Montreal yeah. every week, though, but... Uh, I mean, speaking of that, because you are a co-founder, co-owner, how does, how does divvying up kind of both locations work with you and your partner? The way we do is that he's he's becoming more and more the guy who's in Montreal, and yeah. I'm becoming more and more the guy who's in Saint Bruno. Okay. However, like I do still go at least twice a week in Montreal mm -hmm. meet, for meetings, for deliveries, because I do deliver the cans myself, yeah. and I do a lot of stuff and and accountability and stuff like that. But um, I live on a salt shore. I've been. Um, I moved from Montreal three years ago, actually. So opening in Saint Bruno, like I grew up on the South Shore too. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people here. For me, it's much more my hood, my environment than than it is for my partner, who's always lived in Montreal, doesn't have a car, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. doesn't want to. And uh, and it's fine actually. But he still loves it here, and he's put a lot of effort here. It's just that it's I don't know. We we've been working together for like. Bef like I said, yeah, before, before, before we opened. Yeah. So I think it's been like 15, 16 years we've been working it's together. A partnership. Yeah, and we know each other very well. It's it just, it it happened naturally. It's like, hey, that's a good move. And then we're all comfortable where, where we are. And uh, it's great, actually. Amazing. I got another beer here to try. Yeah. Um, talking a lot, and I think I'm almost forgetting what it is. Is this a bitter? Uh, Smells it, like a bitter. Yeah, it is actually. Okay. Yeah, it is. Bitter and, <laughs> and next will be the triple. Okay. So I don't forget next time you ask me. But yeah, this one is the bitter. It's quite a popular. It's growing in popularity a lot, actually. I'm a big fan of the bitter. It's it's such a classic style. Exactly. When you can get it, it's it's amazing. Uh, you're in low, but a toast. I will, I will yeah. pour myself a drink right now, I think. So, I mean, clearly you're a very, very busy man, but... Uh, let's say some time opens up and you could take a, a brewery vacation somewhere that you've never been before. 
where, where are you going? Anywhere in the world, you got two weeks to just visit breweries. Where are you going? I think I would either try the breweries in Mexico. Interesting. Because the scene is growing there. I've heard a lot about it. I know it's not, it's not well known for no, it, yeah, but there, there's a scene there. So okay. I, I would like to like pioneer that or straight to Germany because yeah. I've never been. I've been in Belgium. I've been in Czech, in Czech Republic. Um, they have awesome beer there, obviously. In France, uh, well, they have wine and, yeah. and beer too. But anyway, I've been in England. So I haven't done a lot of microbreweries in England, though. Mm -hmm. I, I could go back there and, and do it. But uh, Germany, yeah. I have not. And I love their beer. Yeah. And it shows in many beers that we're brewing. We're a lot about, like, there, there are no style that we don't want to do or don't do. Mm -hmm. But we do a lot of... German, East Europe inspired, or England beers. Yeah. If you've noticed, like the bitter, the ghost, um, the gosa, we have, um, but, well, West Coast IPA is, is American. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paulette Mave, yeah. um, we love to do pills and, um, and um, on tap in Montreal, I think we still have the Schwarz beer. That is one of my favorite. Yeah. Philip is brewing, one of my favorite ever. Is, that's totally my kind of beer. Mm -hmm. That's my uh, my style. Yeah. <laughs> my I mean, beer. even my father said just how much beer has changed over the years because it's just everything was either like Molson or, or local beers were very Belgian inspired, and now just how everything's like changed and all this flavor. And my father's older, and he's like, "Oh, I'm enjoying beer again." I'm like, "Okay, but you're older, so you got to calm down on what you consume because <laughs> you're going to be 80 this year. Just calm it down." <laughs> when I was so. in Belgium, I mean. They have amazing beer culture. They have an incredible beer culture, mm -hmm. actually, an historical one, and they have a lot of delicious beers. But then they are strong, they are sweet, and even when I was much younger, when I went there, like a hangover from <laughs> from quadruple and triple and <laughs> strong Belgian L is is really hard on the stomach and the, and the head. Like sugar, a hangover yeah. on sugar is is the worst. The oh. worst headaches I've had by far. <laughs> if I'm ever out there, I've got to watch out because I'm in my mid-40s now. So it's <laughs> yeah. got to be careful. I know. That. I know. It doesn't, it doesn't grow better. <laughs> yeah. That's what sucks is I start getting really into craft beer and then hangovers start happening. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. So, Why? Yeah. Uh, I got one more beer here to try right so now. So that would be the triple, actually. Okay. It's a triple, the new world kind of triple. Mm -hmm. So a bit happier. Less sweet than a regular triple, yes. but still. And that's a style that is gaining popularity mm. recently. Much stronger, 8.2% alcohol, I, this one. I was expecting more yeast, like, because usually it's a more uh, yeast heavy and there's not a lot of yeastiness to this. So. No, not too much, mm. actually. Wow, this is what percentage? 8.2. Doesn't show, huh? Not at all. That's <laughs> very impressive, that beer. It's well hidden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little bit of sweetness. Just the yeast is like right just there so that's where it's it really masks that 8.2 that's that's a really good really, really good hear it. amazing so what's the future of boswell as a brand we're still improving the can aspect of it and we're still developing products uh, one thing we haven't done and that that is in the future plans for mm -hmm. it's been in the future plans for many years is uh aging beers a okay. lot more than we do right now we do it a little mm -hmm. but we have room and equipment that would be uh, that would be ready to to go up that way. 
by a lot with many more um, different casts um, to, to age beer in. That's a thing we definitely want to do in the future. And another thing we want to do in the future is uh, uh, get a lot better at the boutique side of things. Mm -hmm. And with the breweries that we have, start selling kegs to customers. Um, that's a thing we know it's popular. It's popular with uh, small businesses and business in the tech industries. We get yeah. calls often enough to justify it. Uh, people are saying like, look, we have a small tap room at work. I would like to buy a few 20 liters and, uh, and stuff like that. So we would love to get to get in there with that and to pair it with food too, because we do like, even at the boutique, um, we're trying to have more and more of our own um, made food, like the mm -hmm. canard, uh, the dark prosciutto and the, the salmon, uh, the gravlax that we do and, and that kind of stuff. We, we do package it properly to be, so, to be sold in the boutique and we'd like to improve that by a lot and cool. to work with local products, but also our own very own specialties. Amazing. Uh, I mean, I already enjoy the plateau location. I have a friend who lives in Brossard, so coming here is a little more inconvenient Great. for me, but I'm sure I could drag him out at some point to come here. <laughs> but uh, Boswell is a brand that I've been a fan of for a while, so I really look forward to your future. And the boutique is uh, it's going to be something else. Plus, I could get your beers at my local beer shop anyways if I really want to. So Great. Um, and then doing a tap room at, at my own work would be difficult because I work from home now, so that might be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We need, uh, but uh, you know, if you uh, end up having a tap at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that could be dangerous. Hit me Just, up. <laughs> yeah, sitting there clicking mouse and drinking all day. Maybe it might that's, be a little dangerous. That's actually the reason I don't have a tap at home. Because, I, I mean, like we have the equipment. I know how to yeah. run it. And I know that, you know, it's, it's, it's not even, we started yeah. drinking in the... In the morning. Well, in the morning. morning yeah. in, the, in the late morning. <laughs> yeah, but still, yeah. and, and it's, it's my weekend and I'm still having a beer. Yeah, like, there's sure. enough beer, beer like that. But we have to be careful. I'm, I mean, I don't want to get into this, but like to me, yeah. as, as a kind of a work ethic and, uh, and lifestyle, having a tab at home is, is a dangerous thing. It's, it's <laughs> like it's so much present every day of my life. Yeah, I yeah. need to at least <laughs> like yeah. have some restraints. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Awesome. Nicola, thank you very, very much once again. We really appreciate you hosting us today. For those who great. are looking at Boswell as a brand at both locations, where can people find you? Um, people can find us in, in Montreal, Montreal location, at our St. Bruno location, at www.brasseriboswell.com. Uh, it's very easy to have all the addresses and information. Otherwise, we, uh, we are in many locations, uh, many beer stores, uh, mostly in Montreal and on the South Shore a bit in Laval, all the Espace Soublon, if I can name them. And, yep, um, yep. and that's pretty much it. Amazing. So we're going to add all that in the show notes. If you're looking Absolutely. for Boswell, Thank you, man. Uh, just click on the links below. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, click the like button. That always helps with the notification bell as well. As for us, allbeerinside.com is the website at allbeerinside on all social media. And as you see at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap. <laughs>